0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? My name is Michael Goodfriend, and I'm the executive producer of The Play On Podcast. One of the greatest parts of my job is getting to know the work of some incredible artists that I'd never otherwise learn about. When we decided to produce The Play On Podcast series, A Midsummer Night's Dream, our translator, Jeff Witty asked me if we could consider bringing on his brother, George Witty as the music composer for the series. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna be honest here. I had never heard of George Whitty, but I'm not a musician by trade. And chances are, if I had any experience as a professional musician, not only would I have heard of George Whitty, I'd probably have been gobsmacked to have the opportunity to meet with him, much less to work with him. He's an Emmy award-winning musician. He's a composer, a producer, and uh, has recorded with such artists as Dave Matthews, Carlos Santana, and Celine Dion, just just naming a few, and I'm just going to throw in Chaka Khan, because I can. Uh, He's produced three Grammy Award-winning albums, and has a discography, yes, that's a word, of over 100 CDs, which is still a word. Uh, He's the founder of the electric jazz trio Third Rail. And he's waiting for me to talk to him. So I'm going to get right to it. George, welcome to Next Chapter Podcast and the Play On Podcast bonus content series for A Midsummer Night's Dream. Thank you. It's good
0: to be here.
1: It's great to have you. I'm going to get right to it. Have you been paid? Yes. (laughs) Question number one coming from any executive producer to an artist, I I would hope. So, okay, George, let's just get right into it. How does the journey begin for you? when you're composing music does it is it a walk in the woods is it is it going surfing is it going to the gym is it the smell of cash where does it begin for you
0: well in today's era since the it's all the money is all electronic transfer i don't get to smell the cash which is a huge bummer as you can imagine (laughs) uh until the project is done when i go to the bank and withdraw it all as cash and just. (laughs) (laughs) uh it probably actually it starts with reading the script um and you know you guys and catherine particularly were were pretty
1: catherine our director yeah yeah
0: uh pretty clear that you you weren't looking to to make something victorian not victorian obviously is way too late in era but not something period um and and not a harpsichord and stuff like that but that you wanted to to really use every tool in the arsenal to to make this the most powerful potent thing we could so as i read the script i was kind of just you know imagining uh you know what sort of soundscape we might use um and uh you know Catherine had talked about creating some different environments for and you know settings for things especially cuz there's no no visual on this um so you know I read the script a couple times because I I probably saw this <laughs> when I was 12, at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, my my parents took us and we saw, you know, three or four things, and they were fairly inscrutable to me in the original, you know, uh, syntax.
1: (laughs) The woozle cock so black of hue, with orange tawny bill, the throstle with his notes so true, the wren and a little quill.
0: How old were you i think mm-hmm. i was about 12 maybe i was 10. Mm-hmm. but i i had a similar experience to to what it was like for me to go to church at the time <laughs> was that it was just a venue for me to sit and kind of drift off into you know <laughs> some world of my own um, but so, you know, I, I kind of wanted to make sure that I had a, a sense for the balance of sort of the the comedic elements and the, the more dramatic elements and so forth. Uh, and then, you know, by way of starting, I just kind of lobbed a few ideas in there, you know, mocked up some, some demos of some things and said, what do you think about this?
1: And you sent it off to Catherine, mm-hmm. she listened. And, and you're you're playing tennis from there, huh so you're you're just scratching things out you're not writing anything down at that point you're not actually writing out the music in any way you're just playing riffs and and things like that.
0: Well, I never write anything out until it's done, and that's only if it's going to be played by you know an orchestra or by you know, a band or something like that. And even then I have a guy that I send the data to and, and he does it. because.
1: So that's very, so this is interesting because that's different from writers, obviously a, a composer like yourself. And I would imagine you're representative of composers across the board. You play the instrument, you play an instrument to get a melody out of your head and into the world and the the writing of it the actual scoring like writing down the notes that's the last step
0: in this case it wasn't even ever a step no one needed to read the music you know since i was kind of executing it all myself here in my studio um it i i play it in and you know kind of make some adjustments and fiddle with it and try the melody on this and that, you know, try different combinations of orchestration. And all of this happened before we even got the script.
1: So you're Um, just, you're noodling around, essentially. You're taking inspiration from the page that you're reading. You're talking to the director, you're talking to the producers. I know we had a couple of conversations and, and just kind of going, going into your own zone and, and, coming up with whatever comes forth in your mind and and then sending it out for review essentially.
0: Yeah, you know, the first thing that I sent to Catherine was sort of seven different kind of quick moods, each of which was probably 30 to 45 seconds long, just one after the next, you know, like what I, 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 trying to get a point of reference in there, but they were quite thoroughly Fleshed out, you know, when it's something like this that's going to occupy some significant space in a a left and right stereo mix. um, It kind of needs to have the right tone. Um, So, you know, we I played that for her and we kind of went through it, she said, you know, I love this sort of thing. Um, This sort of thing, I think, is going to get in the way of the dialogue. Um, I love the spacious quality of this, uh, I find that sound distracting, you know? So we were kind of shaping the palette even before we got episode one of the script.
1: This is Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On podcast series. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with the creatives behind the scenes. To listen to the full interview, join the Play On Supporting Cast for just $5 a month, which by the time you hear this might be less than you'll pay for a gallon of gas. You'll get in depth interviews featuring some of the most brilliant artists working today. You'll also enjoy ad free episodes of the Play On podcast series. Subscribe today for $5 a month. Join the cast. Go to ncpodcast.com and sign up today. Thanks for listening.
0: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide.